Welcome to the Creative Empire Podcast. Each week, Raina Pomeroy, the life and biz success coach, and Christina Scalera, the attorney for creatives, are taking you up close and personal with successful influencers in the creative community and tackling your biggest business hurdles. Their mission is to help you, creative entrepreneurs, think beyond your daily biz so you can make the brave decisions that build your creative empire. Welcome back to another episode of the Creative Empire podcast. Raina and I are joined today by Sarah Barrett of Sarah B. Calligraphy. She creates wedding stationery for brides nationally. And today we're here to have a little mentoring session with her. I know you guys love these. And we're excited to talk to her about some of the scaling struggles that she's having in her business as, you know, she's she's well-established at this point. She's got her clients. She understands her, her UVP her unique value proposition. But before we got on air, she was kind of telling us about, you know, where are the next steps for her business going? And we think that a lot of you will find some resonance in what she has to say. So welcome to the show, Sarah. Hi, Christine and Raina. I'm super excited to be on here with you. And thank you so much for letting me be a part of this mentoring session. Yeah, for sure. So before we got on air, you had started to talk a little bit about some of the struggles that you were facing in your business at this point, right? So painting the picture, you've been in business how many years, Sarah? And you've been doing this full time for how long? Okay, so I've actually been a graphic designer for eight years. I went to school for graphic design. I had my BFA and everything like that. And then I realized that I wanted to do something that was a little more creative and more tactile. So I started doing calligraphy three years ago, and I haven't looked back since. I actually started my business about two years ago and then went full time one year ago back in May of 2017. So it's been a journey, but it's been something that I've really enjoyed. That's awesome that you have really like taken your business full time. And that was a goal that you had. So that's really remarkable. So what is one thing that we can, you know, talk about now and like dig into a little bit in terms of what we can support you on? Okay, I am actually starting to do more of teaching, mentoring, and also just educating in general of stationers and calligraphers. I know there's a lot of information out there, but there's not really the nitty gritty of it. And I want to answer the questions that no one wants to answer, such as pricing, such as a profit margin and how much people make and how much you should put into your business and information such as that. So I'd love to kind of I know both of you actually teach and mentor and consult with people all the time. So I'd love to kind of see how you go about doing that and how it's really helped your business. For sure. I definitely, I'll just jump in and say I've taken on a much more limited teaching role. If if you're on my list, you saw me basically just get rid of my courses you know, I'm not sure if I'm going to have one-on-one spots available or not for 2018. And that's a big departure from where I've been this year. But I know for sure that that's part of Raina's business model is selling products uh, in the form of programs and one-on-one and mastermind. And, you know, it sounds like that's more where you're telling me you want to go, Sarah. So Raina, what are your thoughts about integrating that, you know, like starting that up from scratch? 
Yeah, I mean, this has been like something I am a coach. So this is like what I sell. I sell my time and then I from there scaling looks up like a little bit different. So I guess the question is going from I do the thing to I teach the thing, right? That's that's what we're trying to get into. Yeah. And so so like I think one of the things that you should think about before you start thinking about the marketing aspect is what is it that you want to teach? How do you want to teach it? And like, we were just having this conversation in a different interview, but like, what are the things that you, that make you different as a teacher? Not just like the, the thing that you create, but like how you teach people is going to be really important because I think education and in this space is a dime a dozen. There's so many instructors in this space to be really frank with you, but your unique value proposition as a calligrapher will also help you help you stand out as an educator as well. So I'd love for you to start thinking about that and like, what makes this unique? What makes the experience of being a student of yours really special and unique? Do you have a sense of that? Yes, definitely. I think one of my biggest core values is actually transparency. I actually love to be totally honest with who I'm talking to. I know a lot of um, people have, I've asked those people and I've said, you know, what kind of pen do you use or what kind of ink is the best for this or that? And I have gotten the Honestly, I've gotten a cold shoulder from some of those people. So I want to be that, I guess you could say warm shoulder and that platform to be like, okay, I use the Nico G for this, this, and this. I use um, the blue pumpkin for when I want to do handmade paper. And this is my pricing list. And this is how I break down all of that pricing. And a lot of my Facebook groups, we talk about pricing and we talk about, you know, our materials and suppliers and kind of um, our client experience and everything. And I want to kind of dive into that more with when I'm talking to people, because I have a different background than a lot of stationers and a lot of calligraphers. I was in the um, marketing and advertising world for a few years. I was the advertising art director for a magazine. So I've been able to talk to a lot of clients in my time, probably in the past, probably from 2016 to 2017, I've talked with over 700 people doing their ads and um, marketing and newspaper ads and stuff like that so I have kind of like that ad ex or not ad experience but that client experience background and also knowing how to market like their little you know businesses because I do live in Mississippi and a lot of the businesses are pretty small so trying to make something small look bigger is kind of um, what I'm used to and that's just we have such a small community of our calligraphers and stationers and we in our industry compared to other industries it is a lot smaller than let's say lawyers or web designers and photographers yeah so okay. just all uh, transparency no i think that's so great there's a line i think that you will have to find this line but i think there's a line between sharing for free and sharing at, at cost right because i think people are more invested if they learn after they invest something with you. So that's just something that I wanted to share. So maybe you put some of those resources behind a price or something like that. So that's definitely opportunity for you to do, you know, some passive income. One thing I wanted to ask you is, are you trying to teach calligraphy or are you trying to teach running a calligraphy business? I think it's more like the business side of calligraphy and stationery. Yeah. So not necessarily like how to create pin strokes and stuff like that, but more mm -hmm. like, okay, this is how much pricing you should do per envelope and such as that. 
Yeah. I think one of the best things you can do is to ask your people. And one thing I've done when creating a new offer is to create the offer, have some way for people to actually buy it. And if I get like X number of people, like let's say I'm trying to test something. It's like, I want to have at least 10 people buy this. And if 10 people buy it, then I'll actually create it. And if 10 people don't buy it, I'll just refund people their money. People will tell you that they want something, but they will not actually pay for it. And so like if you get people to invest in something, that's one way to prove that your idea is something that your community, not just anybody, but your community really wants. I'm a proponent of creating things for people who are already part of my community and are like avid, you know, fans. Like you have 600 captivated people in your group and what do they want instead of having to like find 600 new people? Definitely. I, I like that idea a lot. So expanding on that, what would this actually look like? You know, do you have any rough ideas? Because, you know, it might not be the right thing, but maybe if you have some idea of what the offer is that you're going to put out there, you can start to refine it. So right now I'm thinking of doing kind of like not actually using Facebook as the main platform, but using an offsite platform, either I'm creating a portal through Squarespace on my site with a resource list, um, video tutorials and stuff like that, that they can only access. But the Facebook group is kind of like the entryway almost where they can build the community. We already have a great community as is, but I know a lot of them are kind of gearing towards one Thing rather than what I'm kind of really wanting to teach, which um, they're kind of gearing towards more like the calligraphy side. And I kind of want to do, you know, more of the stationary side and, you know, talk about paper and printing. And I think that's kind of like the biggest thing is kind of doing it off of Facebook, but building the community on Facebook, but not necessarily teaching a course such as like Teachable, but actually having a resource guide and a resource program that they can access specifically. So like a membership site? Yes. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah, that's that's what it sounds like. So, I mean, if it is truly a membership site, I think that comes with its own set of unique challenges, namely members don't stay. So you have an attrition rate that you have to keep up with and obviously outpace to make the membership worth your while. You know, people have dealt with this in a number of different ways. If you look at someone like Amy Porterfield, she doesn't have a membership per se, but she gets paid on a monthly basis because of her courses. So for example, she does like two or three launches live a year and she's got a lot of evergreen funnels and whatnot, but she's doing like two or three launches a year. A lot of people are buying the payment plan and they're paying her every single month. So it on the back end, from a financial standpoint, looks like a membership, but without the risk of of that attrition where you're losing members. So, you know, if it's a true membership site and it's, it's running every single month, usually where I see people have the best success with that is when it's, they already have an established audience and a way to promote it consistently. So podcasters, big bloggers, like I'm thinking of like Mark Manson's blog, Jenny Waldrop was on our, our podcast and she's an Etsy seller and she teaches SEO and strategy. So something like that lends to a really nice traditional or Bushra. Bushra Azar has also been on our show. She has a membership site. So all of all of these people you could check out as examples as to, you know, like what a true membership site looks like. And that might be something that you're interested in that you're just kind of promoting here and there, like little bits and pieces to try to get people in the door. 
or you you might be more interested in more of a long term membership site, but that takes a lot more work. So you're you're maybe planning for you know four to six months before your launch to have a really big successful launch, maybe with affiliates, that kind of thing. So I think it's just there's no right or wrong way to do it. It's just a matter of choosing you know which one you like. I, I feel like you're taking more risk upfront with launching it in a course style where you wait like four to six months and really plan it. There's more risk up front because you're not sure how this is going to sell. But then on the back end of things, like then you have that really nice long time to lead up to your next launch and you're getting paid for everything. The other way, the the more traditional membership site, I feel like the risk isn't as great because you can see immediately how many members or not that you have in there. But it's also kind of perpetually exhausting, in in my opinion, Mm -hmm. at least. So those are just kind of some things to consider. And you can always switch from one to the other. It's not like, you know, you have to do one thing all the time. Yeah, I have a question for you, Sarah. So what if you can define what success looks like in the next year, what would it look like for you? I think just being able to have time that I can actually um, like say, okay, I'm going to actually devote time off instead of either, you know, being crazy busy all the time (laughs) or just, you know, I want to take my time into kind of like my own hands instead of like having my clients kind of dictate when I should, you know, have time off and when I shouldn't, because right now I'm, probably working all the time and I don't have that time off and and it's not like I'm doing consistent stationary business or calligraphy business it's I'm doing you know some logos for people I'm doing you know just different things and I'd really like to kind of hone down on some of that stuff um, because right now I feel like I have my hand in too many pots but I this past three months I've really enjoyed teaching people I've done um, three workshops taught people one-on-one calligraphy and I think I've always had that kind of teaching heart or and even like helping heart to like really help people you know either build their business or find something that they really want to do and like stick to it and like really build on their passion love that thank you thanks for defining what that looks like for you so for your first point about like you controlling your timeline believe it or not if you have your own business, you have full control over your calendar. A lot of people don't believe this, right? Like (laughs) we get into this industry, we get into entrepreneurship because we want to have the freedom and the control. And then we let our clients control our calendars and say, this is when I need something. This is when I need you to turn it around to me. No, no. It's our responsibility to take the clients that we can take, set the timelines that we want to set. And this is not like pointed at you necessarily, but I think as service providers, we need to be dictating that, right? Like we need to be telling people this is the expectation. And so what are the boundaries? First first question is like, what are the boundaries that you need to create for yourself so that you can have the kind of life you want so that you're not working like crazy, crazy hours because that's not fun and will drain your creative spirit. So that's my first thing that I want you to kind of examine after this. And then the second to your second point about teaching, right? It sounds to me like you want to teach some of the business pieces and you've done some workshops on the, the calligraphy side. So I would say let's figure out what the next teaching piece is is for the business side, right? And maybe it's just about experimenting and like actually just doing it. 
my my suggestion would be to try like ask your people get get it validated and then create the actual curriculum for it so yeah i think the next step for you is like deciding what does that look like to teach in this space do you have a sense of that what it looks like to teach in this space i'm not sure <laughs> i mean like, what are people um, like, asking you constantly for that oh. like you can't just answer on a facebook like thread or something Okay. I think a lot of people ask me about my client experience and the process of like what happens as soon as I get my inquiry to when I send it out the door. And my answer is always, well, that's not when my client experience begins. It begins when I, you know, create it into my uh, client management system, when I put in my website for the client experience and, you know, creating those client expectations. It's way before like my client experience happens way before I actually get the client. So I think that's something that I really want to kind of like hone in on whenever I do teach other people, because I mean, I think we all have gone to a website and gone quickly off of it because of something we didn't like or something that it wasn't as appealing. And it was something that just, you know, but it could have been an amazing experience, but just because we had that initial like, nope, then we don't end up using that person. I think that's spot on. So maybe just thinking about writing down your process that like if you were trying to explain it to somebody and explaining it to your, you know, a community of people who want to learn about this, what does it look like? So maybe just like jotting down some notes, getting your ideas on paper. I believe that when you become a teacher, you have to own some space, right? Like no matter what everyone else is saying, you have to own this space of like, this is what it looks like to do client experience my way and I'm going to teach you my way. So yeah, kind of take up, take up room if that makes sense. Yeah. I like that. Christina, do you have any other thoughts? <laughs> Not on this in particular. I, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm sitting over here wondering why everybody wants to get into teaching others how to do the same thing that they do. And I think one thing that's important to consider, especially in this post-community over competition framework that we've set in the creative industry is, you know, are you truly comfortable? Raina and I had a, a conversation earlier off air about someone that I had mentored and it ended up not working out so well, in, in my opinion, and watching her not only move into the same niche and, and choose to, uh, you know, work, like work directly with the, with the people that I know had contacted me, you know, that's public information. I can see who's in the trademark database and who their attorney is. You know, it, it kind of felt bad for me. And I, it was a real wake up call that like, no, I don't want to teach other attorneys how to do exactly what I'm doing. Sure, I'll teach them, you know, about Pinterest or Instagram or something like that, but I don't want to show them my exact process and systems and, you know, how I get clients and blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, is this something that even factors into the equation at all for you, Sarah? Or is it is it something that you just feel really confident in the client base and, and the customer base on, on Etsy and within your shop that you've built up that it's it's not like a concern? I don't think it's much of a concern for me of like having other people doing what I'm doing because I don't even know the number, but there's like so many weddings that happen every year, every month that there really is, you know, to, honestly, to a certain point, business for everyone. But I wouldn't want to like cater to like 10,000, you know, clients 
teaching, you know, and teaching them what I know what to do. I'd rather have it kind of like kind of centralized a little bit, but really give them and not necessarily. I do want to teach them, but I think the overall theme is giving them the confidence and making them feel better in their business. And so they're not like pressing the send proposal button and being like, oh, my goodness, like sweating and like having an an anxiety attack because that was how I was in the very beginning. And I didn't like it. And there wasn't anyone to like like I had to find out my kind of rhythm on my own. And I think like they can find their rhythm on their own to an extent, but it's really nice to have kind of like a guideline of like, this is kind of my process. You know, I'm not going to tell you like exactly how I'm like plugging in, you know, to my client management system, but here's like a really nice guideline for you to follow. And so they're not, you know, doing like sending an invoice before like actually talking to the, you know, clients like, okay, here's $4,000 for invitations. And then the clients like, ghosting them or like in complete sticker shock that they just go off the you know the grid so I think it's really kind of like teaching them how to gain that confidence and that knowledge of like how to actually handle a client and not be scared of that client either okay yeah Yeah. I I guess my my follow-up question would be like why b2b like why business to business and not not selling some kind of subscription to consumers because what I kept hearing throughout the discussion that we've had today is that you want to take the one-on-one client work off your plate to the the point that it's kind of exhausting your schedule right now. Maybe scale that back a little bit and and add some some of this like quote unquote more passive income. And so, is there? I mean, I I get what you just said, but is there a reason why you would prefer to service that population over, say, like I don't know. Maybe not brides, but maybe like young women in their 20s that want to decorate their dorms with your beautiful artwork and subscribe to you every month and get like some kind of download or a print ship to them or something like that. I, when I started my business, I actually did a lot of prints and I didn't really see much come back from that. I didn't get like anyone really like kind of feeding into that kind of product. That's awesome for some people, but I realized soon that it wasn't for me. Like wholesale, licensing, you know, decor wasn't really my kind of thing. And I wanted to do something that's a little more, I guess you could say fine art and something that really speaks to the heart of like the actual person that's super sentimental. I actually lost um, all of my grandparents. So something that I can like keep as a treasure such as their love letters is something that I really want to have in my business. And I want to be able to share like how I can help other people through, you know, having stationery that can actually, that isn't just paper that can actually speak to the heart of the client and not just like something that they can throw away right after the event. But yeah, that's definitely something that I, you know, like prints and stuff, for like dorm rooms. I know that was an example, but it's something that I, I don't see as like part of my brand. I see something that's a little more like, I guess almost emotional and something that like dives deeper into like the actual person is something that I really want. And that's why like I almost speak to emotion rather than like actual product, the emotion of the bride and how she's feeling. And then the emotion and feelings of like the stationers and calligraphers who are really wanting to start up. 
Have you heard about Member Vault? It's a new course delivery platform for online educators that focuses on one thing, engagement. But what the heck is engagement, you might be asking me, and why does it even matter? Well, have you ever purchased an online course and, um, yeah, maybe forgot to finish it? Uh, my hand is raised. <laughs> this has happened to me definitely more than a few times, and guess what? I never purchased from these course creators again, like anything. And the courses that I have finished, well, let's just say I'm more than a lifelong fan. I've joined their masterminds. I've bought their coaching programs. I generally try to support them as much as I can all along the way. So if you are looking to fall into the latter camp and you want to create raving fans for your platform, make sure that you go to creativeempire.co forward slash member vault. That's creativeempire.co forward slash M-E-M-B-E-R-V-A-U-L-T to get your free 30-day trial of this software. Not only will you get 30 days free, which should be more than enough time to get up maybe even a mini course for you, you'll also receive free access to the course that's going to show you how to do this. This course is called the DIY Roadmap, and the folks over at Member Vault have set this up just for you. It's normally a $97 course that they're giving away for our listeners for free. And all you have to do to get it is go over to creativeempire.co forward slash member vault. This course is going to help you build your own online teaching platform that boosts your income and sells itself without you even having to go through a launch. So again, normally that's a $97 course that they sell on its own, but they're giving it away to you guys for free along with a 30-day trial. Creativeempire.co forward slash member vault is going to get you all those goodies. Go get them today. Hey, thank you, Elise Luddy, who said, Raina and Christina have done an amazing job of curating amazing guest speakers. It doesn't matter who they are talking to or if they are having a conversation with each other. I always learn something. I really need to start listening at home so I can take notes. Keep up the amazing work, Raina and Christina. Thank you so much, Elise. And thank you to all of you who leave a rating and review for us on iTunes. We don't ask much from you. We just ask that if you enjoy the show, you go over there and you leave us a rating, maybe even a review. It means so much to us and it really, really can help us improve and keep bringing you this great content um, and even better guests that you guys request. Makes it easier on us. So help us help you. Go leave that rating and review on iTunes. I totally hear you. Yeah. Yes, I'm right there with you. So I think to Christina's point, I think she was asking, and correct me if I'm wrong, Christina, but like, I think what you were asking is like, what are the things that you're willing to share? And what are the things that you're not going to be willing to share? Because telling people your trade secrets, probably not a great idea, but you need to know what those things are, right? Before you start sharing. And then like, what, what would it look like for your students to become successful? And how would that feel for you? That's one thing. Definitely. You know, since I did go to college for graphic design, so I know like the design principles. I know like how to do all the design layout work and like how much, you know, like maybe too little for margins. I've seen so many like close margins in the past, like five months. I'm just like, ah, that's like a whole nother story. But, you know, just things that are kind of like the basics that they may not have realized. I know someone um, on Instagram was sharing how they actually had a very large 
like watercolor map and that she scanned it in different sections and then she put it into Photoshop manually. And I said, girl, let me show you the easy way how to do this. And so I quickly did an Instagram story of how to actually photo merge with like three buttons and it took four seconds. And she was like, oh my goodness, that just took me 30 minutes. How did you do that? And I was like, well, this is how you do it. So I think kind of like design hacks. Yeah. And so you're not doing an invoice for like four hours and you can just mm-hmm. plug it in and you can send it out in 30 minutes. And the client, like right after the consultation call can be like, okay, I just received your proposal. Love it. Let's do this. Instead of like waiting like another week or two days or anything like that, just kind of because we know about profit margin and we know that by the time it takes, if it takes like 80 hours to do something and you can take like 40 hours to do something, then that's what we want to do. We don't want to do something that is going to take a lot longer. And then in turn, you know, like be four hours or $4 an hour or something. So, so something that is coming up for me is I'm wondering, like I have a quick question and then have like a piggyback question to follow up. So um, my first question is, how are you creating content right now? And how are you distributing that? Okay, right now I am doing kind of blog posts and also video tutorials on YouTube. And then of course, I'm is it weekly? It's not weekly, it was weekly. And then I started getting involved in um, some client work. And so that's kind of why I want to cool. okay. be able to kind of change that out. Yeah. Okay. So you're creating content that way, which is great. And having that like thought library is really helpful. And then the second thing I want to ask you is like, how do you like, what are the things that you want to do in the future that will allow you to like kind of establish yourself? So I think as you create more content, you're going to know what people want more of, right? Like people are going to pin more of the same posts or they're going to ask you about the same thing and you're going to garner more attention around the kind of teaching. So I honestly, when I became an uh, educator, I'm putting this in like light air quotes. Like I didn't know that I was doing this. It was just, I showed up every single week to create content and I chose to do this. I don't know, Christina, if you, if this is like a process for you, no one told me that, Oh, Raina, today you're an educator. (laughs) Like you just show up, people see you and then you start becoming this thing. And so like, is starting to garner besides just like the 600 people that are in your group. There's so many more people who want to learn from you. So start creating that content and um, putting it out into the world and finding out what they're looking for. Yeah. You know, what was really helpful for me and it's kind of like a chicken and the egg thing before you get started, but it was so helpful to just create content, whether it was like doing JV webinars or writing blog posts or getting interviewed on podcasts Every time I piece, I create a piece of content, I get a little bit more clear on, you know, the kinds of things that I, I enjoy speaking about. And it sounds like you've, you've found a lot of clarity here, Sarah. So that's excellent. But, you know, I didn't really know like what my brand message or voice or anything like that would be until I started just talking. And every single time it, it would get refined a little bit more and more and more. So yeah, I, I never really considered myself an educator and I still don't. I think I'm a shop owner that creates hopefully useful resources, but, but yeah, I, I mean, I think every single time I put something out there, it, it does help to, to hone what, what, what exactly I'm, I'm attempting to accomplish, what our mission is. And the way that I see this translating for you, Sarah, is, you know, you might not know, like you might think that you want to teach about these little tiny 
tricks or hacks or whatever. And you start to do that and you realize like these start to fall into a larger system that you can then teach as a course or as a mastermind or something like that. So you're never going to find that out though, if you don't get out there and, and start to teach these little tiny things here and there. And then, you know, there's no, there's no effort wasted because you can always either yourself or hire someone to pull all that content together, repurpose it into an ebook or a course or whatever. You know, just my, my advice to anyone out there would be don't do what I did and be really organized about it because my, my brain I have a tool. Sarah, I have a tool for you. Okay, <laughs> no, good. Go yeah. Cause Sarah wants to murder me some days. It's, <laughs> it's crazy how disorganized our Google drive folder is. And it's 100% my fault. <laughs> Oh, Google Drive. We love you and you can be like the content deathbed. Okay, so I have a tool for people who are educating, people who have thought leadership and want to organize their thoughts. So I have a tool called Verticals. And if you go to reinaandco.com slash verticals, you'll find it. It's basically the way that I talk about funnels. I'm sorry? TM. I'm just kidding. Oh, TM. Circle R. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to trademark this. No, but like the whole thing is about like what are the things that people call them content buckets. I call them verticals because it's like a newspaper. What's the section that you're really talking about? Is it the business section? Is it the photography? No, that's not even a section, like a sports (laughs) section. And there's an art section, art section, right? So like, what are the sections that you're talking about? And so in your business, what are the kind of verticals that you are constantly talking about? Maybe it's just hacks and making your, you know, calligraphy business easier. Maybe it's about, I don't know, do you use InDesign? I don't know, like whatever call, like InDesign, Illustrator, Photoshop. Yeah, like, right. And then in that you get to see, here are the free, free, free things that I talk about here. Like, so blog posts, podcast interviews, a Facebook live that you did, all the content links to that lives in that Trello board. Next step, opt-ins. So what's the piece of content that you are like trading email for product? It's free for them, but they just need to give over their email address. The second, like the next tier down is your, maybe like it's like a $7 download or something like that. And then further on down, middle middle tier, what's like the product they could buy? And then the highest tier, what is it that they can invest in? And it's just like a map of where people can go in your business to get support from you, basically. And then at the bottom, this is my favorite part about my verticals, is that you get to articulate what is your secret sauce what do you believe what is the most important people what is the most important thing people are going to take away from this and why are you different than anybody else I love that I'm definitely after this talk I'm definitely going to go to that and check it out it sounds really awesome cool Christina were you saying something yeah I I was just saying I love it it actually as I as you were talking about it, it looked different on your website I think it's it's slightly different but it sounds a lot like Russell Brunson talks about his ladder. So he says it's kind of ironic because he's the funnel guy, right? Like click funnels and stuff. But he talks about having this ladder in your business. And, you know, I think for most people, it's not exactly clear what the ladder will look like starting out. But he gives the example of a dentist who has a free teeth cleaning. So you go in, you see a dentist. You know, this could be any service provider and you get something for free. So for us, you know, maybe that's a freebie online, a free webinar, a free checklist, download, whatever. You know, the next step in the ladder is once they've gotten that freebie. So in his example, they got the free cleaning. You know, the dentist is in the mouth and he's like, oh, wow, your your teeth are kind of yellow. Do you want to do some whitening? And yes. Oh, my gosh. Of course. 
and you know, for us, maybe that translates more to you know, hey, you you seem to have really gotten a lot of this out of this freebie. Like you downloaded it. I I saw you responded to my email or prompt or whatever. Do you want to jump on a twenty minute consultation call and then you're on a consultation call with them and checking them out to see if they're a good client? And then the next step in the ladder is like, wow, thanks for joining my one on one program. And you know. You guys can see his example in there. I'm going to leave that be for now since most of you aren't dentists. But I, I really love this this ladder that he has where it's it's not necessarily a funnel. Like a funnel is just like one little tiny part that goes into the base of the ladder. And then there's this whole system that that sounds similar to the the tiers that we're talking about here, although yours is a little bit different, Raina. It's, it sounds like yours is more mission-focused so that you don't get like off track with with what you teach and talk about. But I love the verticals idea. So definitely go check that out, reinaandco.com forward slash verticals. I, I actually didn't know about that resource and I'm going to I'm gonna go check it out this afternoon. <laughs> check it out. We have like a downloadable thing and we also have a Trello board. So it makes it easy for people to organize their thoughts. But I think that to bring it back to Sarah, right? Like for Sarah, like thinking about what your content buckets are, it might not be very clear right now or it might be crystal clear. And so thinking about what are the products that it could lead to at some point and then what are the things that I want to continue to create content around and what are the things that people are asking me for it's kind of like a Venn diagram of all of those things and then you'll find what your sweet spot is oh yeah I love that I know that when I like post something on uh, Instagram and stuff I actually get a lot of uh, feedback like you know what kind of wax seal did you use like who's the provider did you print this vellum yourself I mean, that's just like the past two posts of like actually being able to like look through the comments and seeing like where they want or where I actually got the actual products and stuff like that. And then like in my DMs, <laughs> they slid into my DMs. It's just stuff that is about design. Like I just, I just created this watercolor piece. How do I need to knock out the background? And that's kind of why I actually created a watercolor tutorial on YouTube of how to digitize watercolors and, you know, illustrations like that. And that one has like a, over a thousand um, views. And so that's kind of like, I, I pay attention to that one particularly because it's like, okay, that's something that people really want to see. Like maybe doing something that's more design oriented or, you know, kind of like those little hacks that you were talking about is something that not everyone kind of you know, can find on, you know, to themselves, they need to like look somewhere else to find it. Yeah. I think that even if you have free content around this, there's more that people want to learn. So creating paid products around that free product that goes into, so if your uh, free content was like a 1.0, what's like the 2.0 version of whatever it is. And they, people would gobble that up. Yeah. I like that. Awesome. All right. Is there anything else that we can troubleshoot before we wrap this guy up? I think I'm good right now. You know, I just have a lot of thinking to do and definitely wanting to ask my Facebook group kind of what they are looking for. I know I did a poll not too long ago about like, what do you want to look or what do you want to see? Do you want to see marbling, calligraphy on ribbon, stuff like that? And I got really great responses from that. And that was when I had like 200 members. So being able to do another poll of saying like, well, what do you want to see would also be great for like the 600 plus people and really kind of honing in on what they want out of the group and not just like what I want to give them as well. Because I know what they want may be different from what I think they want. 
Totally. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Okay. So what is your next step or what's the thing that you're going to be thinking about after we get off this call? I think I'm going to do that poll and ask them, you know, just straight up, what do you want to see? I know I asked not too long ago about if they were interested in seeing my design process of like doing an invitation, um, like setting up the margins and actually pulling it into Illustrator and stuff. And I got a lot of feedback from that. So that's definitely something that I may not do um, like right now, but definitely something that I want to do in the future. That's great. So in the meantime, everybody can find you at sarahbcalligraphy.com. Is that right? Follow us. That's correct. Where on Instagram (laughs) are, are you hanging out these days? Sarah B. Calligraphy. I try to stick everything pretty consistent throughout the platforms. And then my Facebook group is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash stationary boss. And that's where they can find the free group with all of the great resources and information. Love you, Sarah. And thank you so much for coming on this episode. For those of you out there, go build your creative empire. Are you ready to build your own empire? For more information, show notes, downloads, and tips on how to do it, head to www.creativeempire.co, where you can find out more about this week's episode and the two lovely ladies behind it all, encouraging you to build your own creative empire. If you enjoyed this week's show, it would mean so much to Raina and Christina if you could take two minutes to go to iTunes and leave a review. It's a little thing that makes a big difference for the show. 